Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi, everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour Film and TV Edition. How are you, Mom? What's up? Happy holiday weekend. Oh, thank you so much, sweetie. Everything is great over here. How are things going over by you? Um, things are good. Um, I plan on uh, doing some grilling this weekend. Uh, oh, okay. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that, Ma. And the oh, weather okay. is is nice. It hasn't gotten extremely unbearably hot here yet, but it's it's a nice hot. And, and oh, I like yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. I don't know if I'm going to be, I don't think I'm going to do any actual grilling, but I am going to cook a couple of my favorites over this holiday weekend. And, uh, you know, just going to enjoy some nice, relaxing summer food and weather and just enjoy it. And, you know, I hope everything goes according to plan. If it does, I'll have a wonderful weekend. Okay. All right, so we um we're we're gonna do our toast. I actually my um I know we have uh ego tequila, but I'm I'm I made myself a cocktail. Oh so nice! I made okay. myself a little margarita. So you know. Oh okay. Oh good for you. Okay. Um, I know we want to toast to my in all seriousness. Um, we want to do R.I.P. to the to the great Tina Turner. Oh yeah. Oh, rest in peace and love, Tina. Okay, let's lift our glasses to continued prosperity and long life, health, wealth, and happiness, and much love wherever you are, Tina. If there is a heaven above, I'm sure you're there. Okay, salud. All right, people. Okay. Okay. Good. All right, so let's get into some movies. We actually have three movies this week, Ma. So the first one is a much-anticipated Little Mermaid, and it's starring Halle Bailey as Ariel, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy sorry, as Ursula. Uh, we also have David Diggs as Sebastian, Aquafina as is it. Duffle or Shruffle, I forgot the name of the bird, but that's Aquafina. And she did a really good job. And of course, Javier Bardem as the king, king of the, the king of the sea. So Ariel, we all know the story. Ariel wants to visit the surface. Um, she wants to explore beyond the sea. And of course, she sees the handsome prince and nothing is going to stop her from getting to him. And um, I'm sure this is a little bit different than the original mob because I think this movie was 45 minutes longer, but I did not see the original Little Mermaid. Can you believe that? Um, uh, what are your thoughts? On yes, I Little actually Mermaid? can believe it. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Little Mermaid? It was very charming. It was just a cute and sweet love story. Also a story of acceptance. Mm -hmm. and exploring and having an open mind mm -hmm. and uh, stretching boundaries. So it was just really a beautiful, beautiful cinematography, beautiful singing. It was just all the way around. It was just a beautiful love story. Yeah, uh, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a, a lot of fun. Um, I thought that Hallie did a really, really good job. Um, and she has a really pretty voice. And she certainly um, did. She did a wonderful job 
And how about Melissa McCarthy? Oh, well, yeah. M- Melissa McCarthy was hilarious. <laughs> like, she was a really good villain. Um, she was a great villain. She was good as a she, villain. She was good. I, I enjoyed her in that role. Um, and I like Sebastian. I thought that David, uh, David Diggs, I thought that he did a really good job. He's from um, Guys on Blackish. He played um, Tracy Ella Ross, Ellis Ross's brother, Rainbow's brother. And he was also um, in Hamilton. I think he played Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton and um, he did a wonderful job. Uh, So I um, am just going to say I would, you know, highly recommend it. Now, for the people who have been fans of Little Mermaid or know the story a little better, I don't know what the story changed or what happened with that. But just seeing it as a person who knew not much about the Little Mermaid, just under the sea, the song. um, I am going to give it a top shelf um, eight because I thought it was I thought it was good. Uh, same for me. I'm going to give it a top shelf 8.5. I really enjoyed it very much. And I think that they really used their imaginations and they stretched it and oh, diversity to the nth degree, very diverse. And I just loved it. It was just, a, I didn't expect to enjoy it that much, but it was a very pleasant, very cute and highly predictable love story. But this, the, the road and the path that the story took was so interesting and so engaging. And that's why they get that 8.5. Mm-hmm. They made it look cool. They made the movie. They look really cool. did. They really did. Okay. Um, so our, like I said, top shelf for The Little Mermaid. Our second movie of the week was Air. Uh, starring Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Viola Davis, Chris Tucker, and Jason Bateman. And Matt Damon's character, um, he works in Nike and he's pursuing Michael Jordan as a rookie. Um, And Ben Affleck is the head of Nike, Phil Knight, um, and everybody's boss, of course. Um, And we we have Dolores Jordan played by the great Viola Davis, and she plays an integral role in um, getting this deal done. So um, I will say that it was it was good. It was a little bit better um, than I thought it was going to be. Um, the acting was good. It wasn't necessarily anything that was like super exciting. Um, but Michael Jordan gave this the okay. They asked Michael Jordan, Ben Affleck, you know, directed the film. So he didn't just go in there and just, you know, decide he was going to make a film without getting approval from the man. And he did. And I appreciate that. And Michael Jordan also stated that he did not want to be, you know, seen in the movie, you know, for most of the movie. So they, you know, did the end, you know, they started, we saw like the real life Michael Jordan. Um, and so I thought it was good, but the acting was good. Um, and I, um, I enjoyed it. I don't really know what else, what, oh, one thing that I thought was really cool, my, and you might mention this, Dolores Jordan it seemed as though it was all about the mom as far as whether or not this deal was going to go down because obviously there was other, you know, shoe uh, competitors like Adidas for one was like the main competitor that was going um, towards um, Michael Jordan. And Dolores had this idea that, okay, I'll take that money. And back then, I think it was like 250,000, like 250,000 would be a lot more now. Um, She's like, okay, I just want to make sure that my son gets a percentage of all uh, not just air Jordan soul, but all, uh, you know, air product soul. So well, I well love not that. only that, at that time, they didn't get a percentage of anything. They just right. took upfront money and that was it. They right. didn't get I, any percentage at all. I love that. You know, up in the back end. So that was very interesting because 
if I recall correctly, you know, he seemed to be very close to his father, but that doesn't necessarily mean his father was as deeply involved in the business aspects, you know. So I don't know how true to form this is, but it probably was the more I think about it, because that's not a, a, a part that the public necessarily would have known about, you know. And I don't know if they would have done that uh, unless Michael Jordan sort of, you know, co-signed on it. So I think maybe it was kind of true to form, you know, or or maybe not. I don't know. In any event, um, the, the acting was good. You know, they did a good job for what they were working with. I didn't think the script was really that new or different or anything that we really didn't know, anything noteworthy um, that we didn't already know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we knew that uh, Michael Jordan, you know, the sale of uh, Michael Jordan, Ed Jordan's blew up Nike. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all kind of knew that already. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that they really only had one black person who was in management, upper management. And that character was played by Chris Tucker. And he did a good job, mm -hmm. such as it was. And um, Roland Wayans had a little cameo, too, because he, he played was, a he, role. He, he was in there for uh, five five seconds. And not for very long, but in, but in any event, um, it was just kind of what I thought it was going to be, uh, you know. Okay. And I won't I won't delve into it any further. But a lot of people made a lot of money, including Michael Jordan. So I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what do you give it, Ma? I give it a seven. A premium. I give it a seven premium. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I was going with it, too. Um, I was going to give the exact same uh, rating, uh, but I'm not going to change my rating. I thought it was a very thin script to make a movie out of. Had it not been for having such a strong cast, it, it would have really sank, you know, because, of you know, the whole thing was just their pursuit of Michael Jordan to get him to, you know, to endorse their sneakers and whatever they were doing. And uh, and whatever else, you know, not just sneakers, but other apparatus, you know, and uh, and that was really kind of it. And we all know that, you know, that with Air Jordans, everything blew up. Everybody knows that, you know, so I, I thought it was a thin premise, you know, and uh, like I said, they just had very good actors. You know? I guess I guess it wasn't particularly, um, you know, very original or riveting, uh, but it was it was, you know, well acted. Okay, um, so let's let's move on to uh, the next movie, which is Ant Man and the Wasp: uh, Quantumania, starring, of course, Paul Rudd as Ant Man, um, Evangelili uh, as Hope, uh, and then we have, of course, Michelle Pfeiffer, who's Hope's mom, and we had Michael Douglas, who was, I think, the original Ant Man, um, and so. You know, I haven't been following Ant-Man, although I did see the other two. I can't really tell you what happened in the other two. Ant-Man and the Wasp find themselves thrown into the quantum realm. Um, they're sucked in. Um, and the natives are really suffering in the quantum realm. Um, and they're just trying to survive in a world where, uh, what's his name? Kang the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors, um, is evil. Um, and so eventually the natives, um, they uprise with the help of Cassie, who is, um, who is Ant-Man's daughter. And so that's kind of where, where we are with this, Ma. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, it was funny and, and silly and, and extra, 
But once again, a lot of action, a lot of rock'em, sock'em, you know, action and that kind of thing. But what really struck me with the whole thing was Jonathan Majors. That's what really got me. I really focused in on Jonathan Majors. And I felt that it was a just he had a he had a lead role. If you don't want to say the lead role, he certainly had a leading role. And I really felt that, oh, my goodness, I hope he had hasn't self-destructed to the extent that we don't see him anymore in these kind of leading roles. I thought he was really good. He was a villain. You know, he was he was a villain and and he, too, plays the villain. Well, and I just thought about his career, his future in this franchise, you know, and and that's kind of all I thought. I thought it was entertaining. I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was good, thought she played good. I, you know, I, I thought it was good, but I thought it was uh, cartoonish. You know, mm-hmm. what can I say? Yeah, um, I I thought it was I thought it was fine. Um, you know, it wasn't one of my favorite in in the the series of uh, Marvel. Um, so I'm gonna give it a premium six, and that's just kind of yeah. Okay, I'm right there say. with you. I'm I'm right there with you because I was just overwhelmed with a sense of sadness. You know, thinking what are they gonna do with the Jonathan Majors character? You yeah, know, and that, and they set that, it up. That, I don't know if he stayed for like the end credits. They had like multiple Kang the Conquerors. They, right. I don't know how many, but it was numerous. Right. Um, right. And they just set it up for like, okay, you know, he's going to be a big part of this franchise. But yeah, well, yeah. And so, so I just sort of, you know, just got overwhelmed with that whole whole thing, you know, because you know that a lot of people are going to watch it and enjoy it and laugh at it and, you know, have their their. Uh, favorites and so forth and I just felt like you know the whole franchise is is to my knowledge a major money maker mm-hmm. and it just made me feel a little bit disheartened that's all you know so so yeah so we'll you know we'll see what happens and we hope that Jonathan Majors we hope um, to see is, him again is, yeah and whatever help he needs or whatever is going on we, you know just sending positive vibes um okay all right. So, um, let's talk about a series that we haven't seen in two years. Um, that came back. Um, Run the World, which continues. And has it been a full two years? Run the World. I think so. I don't think okay. we've seen it. I oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I think we we've seen Harlem. Harlem has had two seasons, and Harlem came after, after Run the World. Run the World. That's right. So yeah. Um, but anyway, we're continuing in the aftermath of um, Whitney and Ola's breakup. They were supposed to get married, and um, they they broke up because Whitney revealed that she cheated um on Ola, and so the wedding was canceled. Um, and then Sandy and her partner, um, played by Stephen Bishop, um, they seem happy at first until we see Uh-oh. that the ex-wife is back and the mother of, of the ex-wife right his child yet yeah, played by tika sumter and we know that something is going to go down when tika is on the set um oh, yeah. and then renee um has started her own business um after the breakup with her ex-husband who wanted to go live his his dream of i think being in a band i think that's what he wanted to do um, and then finally um the fourth lady ella is no longer um, part of the cast she has moved to Tulum, Mexico, uh, quit her job to pursue writing another book. And she is going there with the love of her life uh, who came to pick up her stuff. So, to, you know. yeah. 
to, to pack, pack up or something to, for Mexico. And but we yeah, never, but we didn't even see her. She was. We, I was going to say she was off camera for the whole time. We didn't right. see her at all. Right. Um, the 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 biggest thing that I'm seeing right now is this whole interest. Our interest has been peaked in whether or not Ola and uh, Whitney you know, and Whitney mm-hmm. are going to reconcile. Uh, it's it's looking pretty bad. You know, it's looking pretty bad because Ola has said he was just he took some of his things and said he'd you know be back for the rest or make arrangements for the rest. And when she attempted to apologize, I think she gave a very half-hearted apology because mm-hmm. she was saying she was so sorry, but then yet she was saying, Isn't that enough? Mm-hmm. And I don't think she should have added that because this is the time when this man is wounded, you know. And I don't think she should have said that. She didn't, it didn't seem like her apology was as genuine as she claims it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't think her attitude was quite right for the situation. Me neither. And, and, uh, and that's when he told her, no, that was not good enough. So I well, think, uh, you know, has piqued a lot of people's interest. Well, Ma, it's funny because you said that because like her excuse was, oh, well, you know, well, why did you do it? Uh, Ola asked her and she's like, oh, She's You're the only man I've ever had. I've only been with. You're right. the only and man she, I've ever she, had sex with. And she's sorry because, you know, she'll never do it again because it hurt him. Oh, okay. How about say, I don't want to do that again. Like, I don't, right. I love right. you and I want to be with you. Right. That's all she needed to say. Yeah, because she knew it would hurt him in the that. first place. Right. Uh, you know, and that was not enough to deter her from doing it. Right. So, right. And yeah, so she I just did. slept with the community penis. That's yeah, what she did. She did. <laughs> she did. Yeah, that, that's uh, what it is. That's exactly what it was. And she knew all her friends had already gone with them. Right. So you, know, you just want to say, oh, you had it too. You know what it was. You know, yeah, that they was didn't, ridiculous. Yeah, they didn't go ridiculous. with him. They went with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. And so, uh, you know, other than that, you know, let's just see how it goes. And, and I think we're going to have some interesting events going on, like you said, now with Tika in the mix. You know, I think yeah, I love uh, Tika. You know, uh, I, oh, I do too. I think it. I think we're going to have a little bit of upheaval right there. You mm-hmm. know, and I like Stephen Bishop too. I I think he has a kind of quiet uh, sexuality about him. Well, you he's know, cute. calm. Yeah, I I like him. You know, I like him. I like the character he plays. So mm-hmm. let's just see how it goes. I didn't didn't like him that much in being Mary Jane. Oh, I didn't like him in that one. Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't like him in that I, one. I didn't so, like I mean, Mary Jane herself. I mean, I mean, yeah, well. And I, mean, I like and I character. like Gabby, but I yeah, you know yeah. Gabby. Well, that was that that was a lot, you know, because that whole thing triggered a series of events that led to the suicide of uh Mary Jane's friend. So that was sad. But anyway, uh I think a lot of things are going to happen. I think Stephen uh, Bishop has that quiet magnetism, you know, and him with Tika. I can see a lot of things jumping off. And I see Sandy getting caught up in the middle. Okay, well, I think that the premiere episode was really good. Um, Was good, you know, and I and I didn't miss the fourth character, even though, you know, she was good. But I didn't I didn't miss the fourth. I, I didn't either. They had to keep referencing her, mentioning her name you know, for me to even pay attention to the fact that she was gone. So, you know, I don't know what happened, but I don't know that that many people are going to miss her. Okay. All All right, right. so let's, so let's move on to um, another show, um, a new show, uh, Platonic starring Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. And they are 
two former best friends who stopped being friends for a, a period of time when one of the friends, Seth Rogen, got married. And then um, Rose Byrne's character found out that uh, they were getting a uh, Seth Rogen and his wife were getting a divorce. And so she decided to reconnect with him. Now, she uh, has three kids and a husband. Um, and they seem to have a decent relationship, although I can see how um, Seth being back in her life can cause some issue. Uh, you know, so, yeah, yeah. So, Seth, watch it. He's about to get himself typecast mm -hmm. because he was the third wheel in uh, the Steve Fableman's. Fableman's. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And here he is again in between a husband and wife. I don't know. Yeah, starting trouble. Yeah, so let's see how that all works out. But I liked I, it, Ma. I, I thought it was cute. Oh, I did too. I thought they I thought they were good friends. I thought they were good friends together. I thought the chemistry between um him and uh and Rose was really good or is is really good. So I, I think they're probably friends in real life too. For some reason they seem, you know, they've worked together on several other different projects and so they to me, they have good chemistry, and I, I can't wait to see, you know, what happens next with them. Well, you know, but her husband is quite hunky. He's yeah, he cute. is. Yeah, he's, he's good looking. So, I mean, I don't know if that matters, but hmm. Yeah. Well, it's all yeah. about how someone makes you feel too. You know, like I think that's well. I don't think he makes her feel bad. No, that's true. Except, that's true. except that she's feeling a little frustrated because she's a housewife right. and she she hasn't lived out her dream of practicing law. Yeah, because she had a law degree. She may be a lawyer, yeah. yeah. But she, um, you know, has, you know, decided to be a, he didn't make her make, quote unquote, well, you can't make it, but he well, didn't. It was 13 that. years that she has yeah. now. Come yeah, on. That's, that's, that's her choice. That, all right. That's completely her choice. Yeah, I can see but, the first but, four or five but, years. But yeah, but you know, but for some reason, she seems to want to try to blame it on him. You well, know, that's what we yeah. do with our spouses, yeah. right? Yeah, that's true. That okay. is okay, but it's cute. I, I like it. I, I like it so far. It's different. It's it's different. All right, Ma, let's um talk about I think this was yeah, the penultimate episode of Ted Lasso. Uh and uh it looks like a I guess kind of a lot of stuff happened. Nate, we see that Nate is working at that restaurant. I don't know if it's a Lebanese or Greek or whatever type of restaurant he's working at where his girlfriend is, and he's just loving it. Uh, a little too much and a girlfriend isn't really happy about that because she knows that that's not really his true love and she wants him to be more ambitious right well yeah there's that part because she's yeah, working on that. doing something else she's that's not her main you know gig, gig you know right. right um and so but I thought it was I don't know how I felt like the team some of the teammates came and they asked they told Nate we want you to come back so I don't know. Like I, I don't. I feel that Nate needs to apologize to Ted, and I guess they will. He'll do that. Um, but I just don't. They haven't liked the transition that they did with Nate from being somebody that we didn't like to all of a sudden we're supposed to accept him back as the old Nate. And they need to. No, he hasn't. He hasn't paid his dues yet. He no. hasn't shown that he really is sorry for his nasty behavior. And to me, his behavior was not justified. There was no reason for him to get as nasty as he got. Understand he got frustrated because, you know, he wasn't getting the attention that he thought he deserved. Mm -hmm. But um, he went about it in a very harsh and hasty way. You know, he went like scorched earth against them. All you right. know, that had been his team for a minute, you know. And uh, and stop calling um, 
this man will wonder kid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nate is not really a kid. This is a gray haired man. Right. I would say he might be he might be pre not prematurely gray, but he's young to allow his hair to stay gray. He's right. not young that it wouldn't turn gray, yeah. but he, the most people his or the age that he's supposed to be would not allow it to stay gray. Right. You know, you know and yeah. listen, some for some people that style works. You know, but that just is not. It just doesn't no, fit the character. It no, just no, it just it just it just adds to his unattractiveness. Some people gray, silver gray hair like that makes them more appealing. Yeah, makes so sexy. Him. Yeah, yeah, not for him. It's not the best look for him. No way. Okay. Um. And so my, how about Jamie? So Jamie was feeling real anxious. Okay, he was feeling real anxious this week. Um, because he was returning home to you know where. He played before, and obviously he was thinking maybe his dad would show up to the game, but she can't stand his dad. But Ma, what, I, I just didn't, I'm going to complain about this. What was up with his mother? I don't know. His mother seemed, came across, she gave more of, of the presence of a girlfriend, right. of, of a woman, somebody right. he had a romantic and physical relationship with. She yeah. didn't come across as motherly at all. Right. So, uh, and she I, was not old enough to be his mother. The actress that they had. Well, all those things contributed like, to, to the, you know, to, to give you the impression mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, this is an almost incestuous type of relationship. It was very strange. Like, yeah. it was very yeah. strange. And they played it that way. And like Roy was staring at them because he. You know, he thought it was odd the way that the mother was like hugging on him and then the way he was rubbing on the mother. But then they kind of just like toss it to the side and aren't we supposed to think that, that that's unusual? Like if you see that, you don't normally do that. Of course, a mother will always hug and, and you know, their son and, you know, maybe even kiss their son at whatever age. But that was yeah. real strange. Yeah, I guess that was, was what you were doing to a little baby that you were having in your arms. Yeah. So yeah, and, and he, you know, he just, you know, went went through a just a total you know uh episode where he was just uh breaking down yeah. you know he just, he just almost had a psychotic break there for a minute you mm -hmm. know so let's see how he redeems himself as the as we go along yeah he's you know. playing well but you know mentally but but all he had to go through to get there you know yeah. and mm -hmm. and then and then it's kind of this kind of and uh uh, a sort of ambiguous or ambivalent uh, relationship between Keely and Keely. Yeah, yeah, I was going to mention that. I Keely. mean, well, you know, where are we going with that one? Yeah, because like he, well, because Roy admitted that he's still in love with, well, he admitted he's still in love with Keely and right, that he doesn't right. just want to be friends. And Keely's didn't say no, but the response, like her facial expression, I think I think she was going to say, "Roy, I don't want to be with you like that." And then she's been hiding it from Jamie. And but so, she's also but she's also been having a, a relationship with Roy. Yeah, she had sex with him. And there you go. There yeah. you go. So you know, so, I, I don't know. I don't told you I'm not feeling Keely this season. I, I, I don't either. It seems Keely seems like she's lost. Mm -hmm. And don't tell me she went through all that just to circle back around to Jamie. Right. So I don't so, know what that is either. You know, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. And, well, and then, um, you know, and I thought uh, Mama, Mama Lasso, uh, you know, 
Ted had a lot of stuff that he didn't tell his mom because his mom makes him feel, you know, queasy kind of like his mom doesn't make makes him feel uh, uneasy. And yeah. normally he's chill and relaxed and positive. But the mother just kind of when the father passed away, the mom probably didn't get the therapy that she needed and didn't, you know, really get Ted the help that he needed. And, you know, it, it's hard. You know, it's hard. I was happy to parent. see that there was. I was happy to see that it wasn't like disastrous news about the mother's health, mm -hmm. because that's what I was thinking all along, because she just yeah. popped up there, sort of unex unexpected. And, you know, and usually when that kind of stuff happened, it's maybe an end of life kind of trip or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was glad that her big message to him, uh, if in fact it's true, was about his son. You mm -hmm. know, his son, you know, your son misses you. And that was kind of and I thought that was odd. You know, I thought that was a little bit odd, but I hope that's all that there is. Right. That she, that she isn't really hiding something that is very sad, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what, what happens, because like I said, it seems like it this may. You don't know if they're wrapping it up. Wrapping it up or not. Right. Or wrapping it up for good. You right. don't know what's going on with Ted Lasso. So, mm -hmm. so we but, you know, but there's a lot of, you know a lot of loose ends to be tied up. If they want to continue it, they certainly easily could. Oh, for sure. So, they, so okay. we'll we'll see what happens. Um, see you know. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I'm not going to go into, well, unless you want to go quick with Fatal Attraction, because I'm not recommending Fatal Attraction. I've been watching it and keeping up to date with it, but it is a show that I don't <laughs> recommend because, um, I like I said, I never have seen the sexual chemistry between them um, I don't see a friend, uh, what do you call it? Uh, chemistry, you know, platonic chemistry with them. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. There's, it's yeah. not sexy. The storyline is all over the place. Um, and I like Joshua Jackson. Oh yeah. You I know, it, like him. you know, like I said, you know, it's just, it was just, the, uh, you know, uh, in keeping with the storyline to me, his character is just somebody who was feeling sorry for himself and looking his wounds. And he decided just to go do uh something bad you know mm -hmm. just to prove that oh he was unworthy of the judge judgeship you know right. the appointment for to the bench and since he didn't get it well let me go out and just prove I'm just an unworthy you know loathsome character so I'll just go to bed with this woman to whom I'm not even really attracted I'm just out here doing something mm -hmm. you know because he's in no way neglected or mistreated at home. His no. wife and daughter love him. He has a beautiful family. He's well-respected on his job. He just didn't get the judgeship. And that's for a whole lot of political reasons in real life. You know, mm -hmm. you do stuff like that. And so you decide, oh, I'll just go wreak havoc on my family. Right. You know? So, eh, you know. And, you know, and I'm not feeling the the girlfriend, the one yeah. that he has on with. Lizzie, uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. yeah. Uh I'm you know, I'm not feeling her. Uh I like I like Joshua. I'm not feeling him in this role. No. I'm not feeling his character in this role. I do like what's his wife? Is she Amanda Pete? Is Amanda that Pete? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that her? Yeah. Uh I, I like I like her in this mm -hmm. role. I like the wife's role. Mm -hmm. The wife is kind of, you know, even keeled mm -hmm. and you know, and she's just sort of where she needs to be. You know, she's not over the top. She's not nasty. She's just kind of a sweet wife who's just there and, you know, cheering her husband on while, you know, having her own life, you mm -hmm. know, there for her daughter. I, I like the wife's role. I mean, he really has nothing to complain about with his wife. 
You know, right. usually they write some very terribly flawed character for the right. wife, you know. But she really, you know, she's what you would call, you know, a good partner. All right. Right. So, she, uh-huh. you know, she loves him. You know, she is still, she appears to be sexually attracted to him. They have a sex yeah. life. Yeah. You know, uh, you, know? you know, she so, in with the kids or the, everything. the daughter, you know, she's, yeah. she's good. So I, yeah. So that's why, you know, I, I'm not feeling it. I'm not, like I said, I am not recommending this. Um, if you want to, you know, check it out, but it is not on my highly. Uh, he made, he made a big mistake. And then he picked up with a woman he really didn't even know that well, because if he would have took five minutes, he would have found out a few things because she works right around there with him. Yeah. You know, uh, if he would have just taken a few minutes to find out what was going on, if he didn't lead with his penis, he would have did a little investigation and found out that this woman has done some other shady stuff with other people. All right. You know? Yeah, but uh, but he just jumped right in, you know, and, okay. uh, you know, okay. so, is terrible. Mm-hmm. So we, okay, so we can, my, let's, let's move on, okay. on to, to the last show of the week, not including reality shows, because we obviously got a couple reality shows we're going to talk about, but um, so Ghost Power Book 2 um, had its oh, my finale, oh, and man. I thought it was really good. I yeah, pumping, it, uh, pumping on all cylinders, yeah. Right. My let's let's break it down a little bit. Um, Uncle Lucas is dead. Okay, so that's who we are with this. Well, we know um, Uncle, Uncle Lucas as a uh, racist thief. So right, right. okay, so um, much for Uncle Lucas. And so Drew and Diana appear to you know you know be in cahoots with one another, and they're trying to blame everything on Tariq. And um, who is it? Uh, Kane is not privy to this information. But right. Kane never liked Tariq anyway. And you know, so Kane yeah, so that's no problem with him. Right. Um, and so they also were trying to get Monet killed. Yes. So- well, they haven't figured out to where the only way this thing is gonna work out and the only way they're gonna ever be free is if they get rid of mommy. I- mommy I- dearest. You know, that's the that's the one of the things I have an issue with this show. They don't they don't care about killing their father, their mother. Just that, just everybody, you know? Well, but you know what? It's a funny thing because there's a lot of ways to look at it. But one of the main things we have to look at is the parents put them in this life. The, yeah. Did the parents mind killing them? Did, did, do the parents mind yeah. if they get killed? Yeah. yeah. The parents put them in that life. Yeah. You know, and the parents go, oh, well, uh, there's nothing I could do. Yes, it is. Go get a job and send your kids to school. And wait a minute, ma. They all wanted to go to school except for Kane. Right, right. They all wanted to go. And the only reason that he didn't want to go is because he was so brainwashed. I guess he was taught (laughs) that they wouldn't accept him in kindergarten (laughs) or or whatever age, you know. Oh, my goodness. Ridiculous. Telling him how stupid he was. (laughs) Monet was always telling Kane. You're just so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you what? know, just ridiculous. So, I oh. mean, you know, if this is the kind of parent that you are, your kids very well, very well may want to kill you. 
And I don't think you don't care if you kill them. And I think Monet is going to survive. If they if they don't care if you get killed, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, right. They don't care. Oh I my think God. Mon- listen, I think Monet will survive unless Mary has decided that she's going to do something else. Unless she, you know, has decided to move on for the role. I think they'll, Boy, you know. but I'm telling you, Monet is treacherous. Oh my goodness. And now she's in with Noma, who is yeah. equally treacherous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or but she, but, so. but, but Noma will protect her daughter. Oh yeah, that's she right. Will. That's right. And that's why Noma's daughter's not trying to kill her. Right. So, you know, it all, it all comes out in the water. You say about, no, but really think about what you're saying. These kids are, you know, young adults and they're looking at the mother and they're going, well, wait a minute. It was her job to raise us. And this is what she raised us into. Yeah. This is, this is the, you know, this is the, the career path she had for us. Yeah. You know, no. and, and the ones who were in school, she's doing everything to sabotage that. Yeah. Because, uh, because Drew and Diane were in school. Right. You know, and she's like, uh, what are you doing in there? Faking, pretending. You don't need to be <laughs> over there. Come on over here. This is the only life for you. You know, a lot of people might want to get rid of her. And then, and then poor Zeke, who, who got killed. Uh, by her husband, he was forty years old, and he was still in- <laughs> and he was an innocent bystander. <laughs> he an innocent- and he, he didn't even know how old he was. Wait, wait a minute, my. How did he remember that when we were trying to figure out how he was four years old? <laughs> <laughs> Look, the writers figured we'd be focused on other aspects of the story. They didn't go into you know the chronology and making sense and all Look, that. My, how are you wait? How are you 23 years old and you think that you're 19? Like, how was that possible? I, I, I'm not sure you remember the first day. Do you remember the first four years of your life? No. Hey, I don't no. remember the first you, 10. Yeah, you, you said something to me the other day and I knew you didn't remember. I'm like, what? Don't you remember you didn't do that? And you oh, yeah, like, you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so not good. Can, so you can easily fool somebody into you know not remembering the first yeah. three years of their life when they're five you just tell them they're one <laughs> you know I mean this is easy <laughs> I know I, I'm gonna get in trouble so I'm not gonna say I was gonna say some people don't know their birthday <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people don't know their birthdays it's whatever the parents tell you <laughs> okay let me oh wait oh Tasha, I love that they brought Tasha back. Tasha came in, you know, to Go ahead, Tasha. Tasha. Yeah. I love that. I, I love seeing Tommy. And Tasha, back. And Ta- and Tasha stepped to Monet quick. Yep. Yep. Yeah, when she thought her son was in jeopardy, she stepped to Monet real quick. But how my, how about um, uh, Braden? Brandon, Braden, whatever his name is. Braden, you know, yeah. they, the way they treat him, and he's always coming around to save people. He's all he always has Tariq's back, and Tariq is always getting him in trouble. And he's like, Oh, yeah, you're white. So it doesn't matter if I kill your, if I kill your family. This, so what? Y'all will be all right. I mean, that's pretty much, isn't that pretty much how they. And here comes Brayden. Oh, yeah, you're right, man. <laughs> Let me save you. I, I, I didn't really like Uncle Lucas anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. But wait a minute. What about when they when when Tommy said to him, "You killed your father, so it's nothing for you to shoot me." You know? Oh, that was funny. That was it's so true. funny. 
Yeah, like, that I love true. I love you, Uncle Tommy, but I'll kill you. He's like, I know. Uncle Tommy knows that. And Uncle Tommy's like, the, don't think I won't kill you too. Right, so, right. You know. But I like that that Uncle Tommy and Tasha made up. I oh, like me that. too. Oh, me too. Because they've been friends from way back. They've been friends from childhood, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I like that too. And, and I believe that Tasha did believe that Keisha was going to get either uh, Tariq in trouble or at some point Tommy. Maybe... Not Tommy is quick, but I do well, she was. That. Well, she was because she had a child and everything, and they mm -hmm. they was gonna use that to manipulate her. Mm -hmm. And she was gonna you know, she she was the weak link. The only thing she could have done was totally disappear. You right. know, she could not have led the life that she was trying to lead with Tommy and get out of that, you know. Right. She, she was the total liability at that point, you know. So so yeah, Ma. So um, one last thing, uh, <laughs> Congressman Tate. How <laughs> how was the one person? He he would be right in right now in real world. He would just be right up there with the rest of them. He wouldn't <laughs> even be bad. Why he would even try to hide from just your fiance? What the, your fiance who you know is on the up and up. And right. you know, has you know she has. But well, he didn't realize she was a few feet away listening. <laughs> he didn't see her over there in the same room. Right, <laughs> that was the stupidest thing in the world. Calling people's names, <laughs> telling them donate some money to the kid. No code, no secrecy, <laughs> no nothing. Just talking his whole business plan, his criminal business plan, out in the open at a party. This Anybody could have overheard. He was naming names and, and just everything. Just so, real crazy. I thought it was... Well, well, maybe that was his way of breaking the engagement. But he didn't want to. He said that's the love of his life. Well... And he, he just proposed he to her. Wait a minute. Well, he just maybe change his mind. You know, things change. You walk over a few feet and... <laughs> things change. <laughs> maybe he's going to be on married at first sight. Next <laughs> oh, God. So we, we gotta we gotta talk about that, but uh, wow. all right. Well, anyway, Ma, I thought it was a good season. I mean, some things you just have oh, yeah. to just kind of just put that in the back of your head and say it's not gonna make any sense. But it was it was still entertaining. Oh I yeah, don't, I don't like Tariq, but they have so many other characters that are interesting. Oh yeah, it's the other characters that you watch the show for. Based on Tariq, I wouldn't even watch the show at all. Yeah, no, I you know one of my good friends stopped watching it. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, because I do know Tariq is is extremely. He has a vile personality. Mm, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. But the show itself is smoking hot. The show itself is really good, and okay. I'll just tune in to see Method Man because Method Man was bugging. He was acting like Method Man in, yeah. in this episode, right? He yeah. was, and he was not acting like that cool, calm, collected lawyer in one scene there. You know, Davis. But, he was um, yeah, yeah. But uh, okay. but Davis. He, so he good, good together. season though. Good, no, good oh, season. really good season. Yeah. And I'd like to see more Method Man. You know, I did yeah. bring something to the characters. You know, yeah. I would like for him to get some other roles. I think, yeah, he, he, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, he got himself all built up and everything like that for a superhero. So yeah. I can, I can see him doing something. We'll see. Okay. All okay. Right. All right, my um. Before I get into um, well, I know you're gonna say out of pocket or on the money for this one. I'm just going to say, um, I, I don't know if you saw where Shannon Sharp's home has, has recently been burgl burglarized for yeah, over, like, over a million dollars worth of property or you know, oh, wow, sure. So that's not cool. Um, 
And then like the previous day or two, like um, he commented um, responding to this guy, Kwame Brown, who's a former basketball player. And he was like the number one overall pick many, many years ago. But he's what you call like a big bus. He was did not do he did not perform up to the expectations that were put upon a number one overall pick. But he, for some reason, went on uh, social media, Instagram Live, and dogged out LeBron James. He said that LeBron James, you know, you're supposed um, to be a superstar. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed to be that. And LeBron James, at the, almost 40 years old, okay, scored uh, 40 points and whatever. Had a, almost a triple-double. Almost right? a triple-double, yeah. Right. And this man a, here is out of the league and has been out of the league for a long time and not a good player. And just roasted LeBron. And so Shannon Sharp, you know, was not hearing that. Because right. Shannon Sharp, that's Le- LeBron's boy. And so all I want to say, Kwame went back and forth. Kwame, go volunteer. Go start another type of career. Don't don't come for people. Shannon Sharp is a legend in the NFL. And you, you know go. what LeBron James is. LeBron James is the right. top three player of all time. Okay? There you go. Wherever you want to put go. him. Right. Him right. Right. All right. You know what, Kwame? You know, all I want to say to you is that, you know, the energy you put out is the energy you get back. Mm-hmm. So and think about it. Very your, negative, Mike. And think really about, extreme. well, yeah, well, of course. You didn't hear about, about, about Think Shannon. about, the, 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 you know, think about, Kwame, your own plight in life. Mm-hmm. Think about how you're doing, Kwame. And Don't so much. He's been very blessed because he's play, he played for 13, he played for like 12, 13 years. So I don't know if he played for that long, but he played for to a lot of teams and he, right. he made money. Right. So don't you think you would be better served to keep your energy and focus on your own quality of life issues rather than attacking other people who have not attacked you and, you know, have no interest in attacking you. So Kwame, keep your negativity to yourself and go ahead and live your life. Okay. Um, so we're going to move on to- Out of pocket, Kwame. Out of pocket. Out of pocket. We're going to move on to somebody else who we know is also out of pocket, but it's unfortunate now. Um, so LeBron James will be the greatest statistical player to ever play the game of basketball. Michael Jordan was a horrible player. This is from Scottie Pippen. He goes on to say, I've seen Michael Jordan play before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He was a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. He was all one-on-one. He was shooting bad shots. And all of a sudden, we became a team and we start winning and everybody forgot who he was. That's from Scottie Pippen. I can't imagine Scottie Pippen has, is so brain damaged that he would even say something like that. All of a sudden they won. How did they all of a sudden win? Is he crazy? Is that a question? Well, it's a rhetorical question because obviously the answer is yes. Yeah. I yeah. I, I can't, that is so ridiculous. I can't even attack. I can't even attack. That's just a sad commentary on Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen, all these years you still bitter. I didn't know you was that bitter because <laughs> he made the light shine on you. Well, you know what it is, my, and this is not a nice thing to say. Um, it's a long you know, range and, in Tonto. And, and forgive me, forgive me for saying this, and this is probably where I'm going. His ex-wife, Larsa Pippen, is 
still dating Michael Jordan's son, Marcus Jordan. So yeah, he may feel some type of way about that. However he feels about that, there's no need in him just telling a bunch of foolish well, lies. Well, I'm just saying, he just seems you know, like he just made up any type of story because Michael Jordan is the him. greatest to me. Uh, uh, there okay? you go. And, so, and, you know, and I mean, that's basically unchallenged. So, and, you know, for Scottie Pippen, you know, who was his right-hand man to, to say that, it just makes him seem foolish. It just so, makes him seem, but if, I, I, I would like to think he didn't say it. I'd like to think it's some sort of mistake. It's well, he said it. I was thinking that it was AI, like tricking yeah. us. Yeah, he said yeah, it because sure. he doubled. Yeah. He doubled down on it. He said it. Yeah, it you know what? It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Michael was a better player. He's had better fortune in terms of his financial success, well, and you know, so be it. And Scotty, that's your ex-wife. Whoever she going with, that's who she goes with. It's your ex-wife. It's not right. your wife. It's your ex-wife. Right. Hey, when we become ex. I go who I want to go with. Right. Right. Well, and and this is what I wanted to say too, mom. You know, Scotty, you were a great player. Absolutely. You were you were one of the the greatest, you know. You weren't Michael Jordan. Right. You weren't Michael. And I and I think that's the whole problem. And that's it. Who who is? That's right. Well, that's the whole problem. You know, we we know we know James is in the conversation, but he was they they wasn't, you know. If Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan, LeBron James is LeBron James. And and let me tell you something. Whatever you want to say. And Scotty, you were among, you were at least in the company of the greatest. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and your position, you may have been one of the greatest. I don't know the stats on your position. Well, but but I will tell you this. He's a top 75 player. I will say. Okay. Yeah, I think you were, I think that you were there when they had the the 75th anniversary and they had you up. I think he was one of the people they had Mm -hmm. there. So all I'm going to say, Scotty Pippen, you sound crazy. You sounded like a fool. Okay. You sounded like a fool and you sounded like a liar or, or, and, or delusional. And And a hater. Right. Please. That's at the top of the list. You just being jealous. Jealousy and envy will take you off the right path. Let it go. Okay. Um, So you you weighed a hell out of pocket, Scotty. I forgot that part, right? Yeah, yeah. And this, come on. All right. Um, So my this is from your girl. We haven't heard much from her in a while. So um, Aisha Curry recently spoke um, to, I think she was doing like a digital cover from some magazine. And she said Mm -hmm. that she was unhappy with the final episode with the, the final edit of Red, the, the what is it, uh, Red Table, Red Table Talk that she did oh, yeah. several years ago. Yeah. You know, she felt as though um, the show. You mean her own interview that she her did? Her own interview. She said okay, it was edited okay. in a way. Okay, that you didn't her... say that. I thought you meant you was, she was sorry they said goodbye. No, yeah. no, no. She okay. felt that. The know, interview she, that the interview Jada did, did with her. Now, was it just Jada? Was the other two okay. women as well for the, the whole okay. show? Okay, well, it's Jada's show, you know, yeah. She, she felt that it wasn't edited. Um, it, it was edited in a way that they were trying to get clickbait. And she said that she was uh, postpartum. You know, she just had a baby and she was feeling all type of ways. And, you know, they keyed in on things that she didn't really want highlighted. She said, it's not what I said. And, and the context was weird. She says... I took that one personally. This is what she said. Stephen, and she's talking about Seth, is very nice by nature and he's very talkative. Everything is always very friendly and sometimes to the point where I'm like, 
I'm a grown woman, so I'll just insert myself. I'll be like, hello, how are you doing? She added, the ladies will always be lurking, hoping for their moment and waiting. But for me, I honestly hate it. And she was talking about how the people were coming on to Steph. Yeah. And so yeah. she just yeah. didn't, she didn't like, so this is some, a couple other people coming out talking about how the Red Talk table um, may have, uh, you know, embellished things. Yeah, sure. Set it up to make it look like more salacious than it really was. So do you think this is out of pocket or on the money for Aisha to say this? No, I think it's on the money if that's her perception. And she's also stepped back, Ma. Aisha also talks about how she stepped back. She didn't want her kids um, on social media as much. She regrets that. And, you know, because especially at such a young age, right? she just want to take a step back and pursue her entrepreneurial endeavors. Okay. And then what she does, I, you know, yeah, she has lots of, uh, you know, Aisha Curry uh, products, you know. Uh, but uh, to, I say all that just to say this. Uh, I'm glad. I think she was perfectly justified in saying that. That's how she felt. That's what it was. That's what it is. Uh, I think she was on the money. I think she was on the money. And I like that she has, you know, said, you know, maybe I said some things I, you know, regretted or, you know, moved in a certain way. And I did not appreciate, you know, the way things went down with the the editing of the interview I did for Red Table Talk mm-hmm. and whatnot. Oh, uh, on the money. To me, she's perfectly on the money. She's I'm with, with that. On, on I'm with and, that hundred percent. That's more like that's more like what we would all do. You know, yeah. get out there talking and you know get all excited in the moment and say things and then realize oh the repercussions or oh, mm-hmm. how it was taken or or how somebody twisted it to mm-hmm. look a certain way. You know, uh, I I I buy that as being genuine. Mm-hmm. I think she was doing real talk right there. Yeah, so, and, so, I, and, so I that. and I and I respect that. And I and I no problem with Aisha. Uh, you know, good on her for for being a right. woman and, and saying that. I like that. Right, right. Me too. Okay, Ma. Um, so this one, I don't know what you're going to say. So Chili from TLC um, talked about she was recently on um, Tamron Hall's show and she had, remember she previously uh, teamed up with relationship coach uh, Tiana T. Smalls. And this was like about like 10, 12 years ago. Actually, maybe, no, 2010, 2010 and 2011. And it was in hopes that- I remember she when was, she was dating the various guys yes. and whatever. And she always hoped that women would see the importance of having high standards. And, you know, she reveals that, you know, she got a lot of flack for that. But she said that she didn't care. And she said she wasn't willing to settle. And she was going to wait a long, the, however long it was for the right person to come along. For me, I just waited it out. I'm like, Lord, if it happens, wonderful. If it doesn't, I'm still okay. I've never been the one that's hard up saying I've got to be in a relationship or I've got to be married and all this. I wanted it to be right. Matthew, honestly, he's the list. I can't say this or that. He's my entire list. So I thank God every day for him. And she loves everything about him. Good. So what are your thoughts on this? Out of pocket or on the money? Way out of pocket. Out of pocket. She's a combination between dishonest, maybe. I'm not sure. Dishonest, foolish, naive. She's been out here a long time, okay? She has a grown son. She's been in lots of relationships. When does she start waiting? When does she start waiting? 
I don't know. She said she waited. Waited for what? From when? When did you begin? Maybe after Usher. Okay. I recall her on that show. I watched her on that show. And I remember she had her multiple dates with whoever, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Mm -hmm. And I thought she was, you know, a lot on that. But I tell you one thing. I remember when she was sitting there waiting for Floyd Mayweather Mm -hmm. for a date with him. They were supposed to have a date. Mm -hmm. And whatever happened, he didn't show up. And she was sitting there waiting for him. I remember that. Yeah. Because I was saying to myself, oh, I'm surprised she's dating Floyd Mayweather. He doesn't seem like her type. What standard was that she had going out with him? He was a known what? Womanizer. And then every other thing. And, and, you know, has come been called into question for being physically abusive toward women, if I'm not mistaken. You know, some, some, you know, some things went on, you know, we've heard some things about Floyd Mayweather throughout the years that did show that he had a lot of respect for women in general. And what we do know is that he had a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that. He has a lot of money. Well, well, I'm talking about at that time, even still, he had buku money. Right. You know, and we know that. And, and, you know, so uh, I don't know what's, what was the standard. And 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 so on and so forth. She has a grown son. What was the standard? Mm-hmm. What was she well, waiting for? Was she a virgin? Was she no. waiting to start a family? What was she waiting for? I don't understand. You know, what was she waiting for? You understand? When At what point did you just, when you say you waiting, to me that means that you haven't done something, something you haven't done. The well, only, can thing, I, the only I, thing to me she hadn't done was get married. Well, can I do okay. everything else? So can I say, like, I I understand where you're coming from. I think that Chili, you know, when she was younger, you know, she had her kid when she was in her 20s. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you you learn, you grow, you have all hey, types of experiences. And we all and know you, that. And, you pivot. and we and guess and, what? And we all know that. And that's yeah. why in our 50s, when we got a grown son. Mm-hmm. And we have dated all popular people, womanizer people, men who we know don't have a good reputation toward mm-hmm. women. Uh, we had a child before we got married. And mm-hmm. I, what was we waiting for? What is it that she hasn't done except get married? Well, what, that's what I'm saying. Else. What I'm saying well, to you well, is, we're saying is the same thing then. I, I, I don't listen. I don't She's know. I think for what? Waiting for the perfect man. She was, but she wasn't waiting for nothing. She tried all them other men. She she tried them. She didn't try a lot of men like that. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She didn't try. You don't have to get mad at me. I'm not getting mad at you. When somebody says they waited, you expect them to be no kids. No long-term relationships, no going out with every damn Tom, Dick, and Harry playboy publicly in in, in womanizing the uh, F-boy type men. So you expect that okay. to be a version. So that's no. what you mean. No. You mean to tell me everybody, oh, wait a minute, you have to have a baby or or else you're a virgin? No. No. no you, have you, to, you have to go out with a uh, uh, usher. And have a big thing, and you like Floyd Mayweather, you have to go out with those type of men to date. No, no, no. you could have been dating 50,000 men under the radar, okay? Regular men or men not as notorious as they are. They are notorious. Well, Usher was young when she was dating him. And at what point was he not notorious? 
Please. And he started getting it in at what, 14, 15? Maybe. Oh, get, get out of here. And you know Puffy was his mentor and all that. Well, and Puffy what? certainly was a virgin. All right. So so listen, don't chill this way for nothing but somebody. It's to a joke, guys. To, 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 but she she didn't wait for nothing but for somebody to propose. That's the only thing she waited for. She did every time she waiting like she was home some school mom, like she was a nun or something. She didn't wait for nothing but a proposal. She's disingenuous. But let me just say this, Chili. Can I just say this, Ma? I wish her luck. I wish her happiness. But Matthew I Lawrence, wish her all Matthew those Lawrence things too. Guess what? Now I wish she quit lying. She but, didn't wait for nothing. But here's my thing, and everybody do whatever they want to do because everybody is adults in this situation. I'm not going to say anything until I get married. How about that? Let me get married. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's where she sounds foolish and naive because she now all of a sudden, all these years, she got the perfect man. And ooh, la, la. She in the first place, she is not married to him. That mm -hmm. remains to be seen. And then let's see how it goes after the marriage. Yeah. You're talking all that yampity, 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 yampity. And it took you all these years probably to get a proposal. Okay, number one, because Chili is difficult. I think Chili is difficult because I saw her on that program and Chili was difficult with the people she went out with and the people that who wouldn't, who didn't, Floyd Mayweather, you know, he wasn't going to tolerate nobody acting like they had standards. Okay? He wasn't <laughs> going to deal with that. Okay? Standards? What is you know that? what I mean. So you know, I know, there I know. you go. You know where I'm coming from with it. I'm you know. So, look, Chili, please. Chili, please. And now you out here whooping it up. Cause you got a ring or a proposal or whatever you got. Right. You don't need to tell nobody. You need to just go ahead and get married. Let's go and get married. No, right after it's after you're already married. Right, cause uh, I don't I don't know. All right, um, I'm wishing them luck. That's that's. What I'm, I'm wishing saying. them. I'm wishing them a lot of luck too. But Chili, don't come off either being straight up dishonest or acting like you naive. Okay, you don't be rah rah up and down about no man until you wait and see he hasn't earned that you're not and you know he, was, he hasn't you, he hasn't you, been with you through thick and thin year in and year out you don't know that he's all that what you talking about you well, know no I, I, no no chilly you need to be quiet you need to chill and sit back and say i met a nice guy i Let's don't know if they're engaged bro well i don't know even know but what they I, you also you know that you know who he was married to no, I don't know. You'll tell me who, daughter. Cheryl Burke. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the dancer. Right. Yeah, yeah, Cheryl. Okay. And guess so, when they got divorced? Last week. Last week. 2022. Yeah, right. A few months ago. Um, I suspected as much. But he's great. Right. I wonder how great. Let's let Cheryl tell us how great he is. Let's hear from Cheryl. You you feel me? Let's yes. hear from Cheryl. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. So let's all right, Ma. So we gotta get into our a couple reality shows because we've been running our mouths too much. Um, okay, so I, selling sunset, Ma. I don't know how much of selling sunset you saw. Um, but I'm just the gonna, first the first episode of the new season. That's all you saw. Okay, so I saw about that was enough. Episodes. Okay. Uh so we know Jason, you know, one of the co-owners, one of the twins, he's dating a much younger girl who's about yeah, 20 something. 20, 20 years younger than him. Um Chriselle is with uh G Fleet Flip G. I don't know. She's with G. Um, and so they are good. Uh Mary 
took the side, it looks like, of Jason and uh, what is it, uh, Chrishell and Jason's breakup. And Mary is just also indecisive because she's been left in charge while Jason goes on a three-week European vacation with his young uh, lover. Yeah. So who who's he, he's in love with. And he told, yeah. oh, he mentioned that he's had four loves of his life. And he Good. mentioned, wait, three out of the four were who works in the company, Mary, Chriselle, and well, the that's his own, well, he, well, that's the only place he can meet anybody. He doesn't, you know, that's his life, the company. Well, he, uh, this other girl doesn't work in the company, but she's a model. Well, she's the only one. I guess he figured three strikes and you out. He had three duds that worked for the company, so he'll try something different. <laughs> right? Yes. And then this woman, Nicole, who Jason previously dated, I think she was like the first one that he dated from that group or whatever. She and her and Chriselle, they don't like each other. And there's back and forth bickering with them and old Nicole's on drugs, silliness. Heather's pregnant. We know now, obviously, Heather has a baby because they did this like about a, almost a year ago. Um, so Heather's just trying to stay calm and cool and wear her cute outfits. Brie, we know Brie is one of the baby mothers of Nick Cannon. And poor Brie. Um, Brie and Chelsea aren't getting along because Chelsea doesn't agree with Brie, whatever her lifestyle is. So nobody really knows too much. And Brie, here's my thing. This is my thing about them. And then I'm not going to go too far. Um, you don't have to agree with people's lifestyle when you are working with them. Um, if it's your friend, if it's your friend, you can talk a little bit more if they ask you to. If they don't ask you to, it's none of your business. But when it's a coworker, you get along with them. You don't talk right. about, oh, I don't agree with their lifestyle. Oh, I don't like this person. So what? That's not your lifestyle. Right. That's well, you. you know, that's just that's just an excuse for not liking the person. You just don't like the person. You just, right. You know, and, and, then and it's just that simple. And Brie, you know what? With Brie, you know, Brie to me is a, is a woman who has a lot of, um, you know, insecurities that she has not addressed. And, uh, and many women do. You know, many women do. We all do. But it's how it manifests. And Brie, um, you know, ha has had a lot of work done. Um, but just when I say work done, she's had the work done on the physical and not the mental. And right. that's the problem. And all of us yeah. have work that we need to do on the mental. But you can have all the work you want on the physical. If the mental is not right, you still going to have those foolish behaviors and insecurities. Yes. So Chelsea, I will say, oh, no. Chelsea, can I just say this? My, yes, Chelsea, leave, leave Brie alone even though most people may agree with you, mm -hmm. um, leave her alone. And then I, I really can't stand this. Don't start a sentence out saying I'm a Christian. I don't believe that. I don't agree with your behavior. Don't say that. So what you're a Christian. What if I'm a Muslim? Yeah. And, and, what, if and what, if, what if I'm anything? What if I'm it, it, it doesn't matter. What if I'm anything? What if I'm agnostic? And then you know what? And then among people who claim to practice the same religion, they interpret it differently. They live differently. Right. They have different standards within the same religion. You know, right. they, they, come on. You know, uh, the, the, I, you know, I'm, I'm with you. That ruffles my feathers too. I don't care for that. You know, what does that mean? Right. You know, we, you know, we all have some sort of morals and some sort of beliefs, and you know, because you know, that's the thing about organized religion. People use it against each other as if to say, "I'm this, which is better than." whatever you are because you're that mm -hmm. and uh you know my religion is better than yours and I'm better than you mm -hmm. and I somehow have higher standards than you it's a, you know no 
No. So that that means you don't. Me. What'd you say? No, I said because you don't. You don't. Yeah, yeah, have absolutely. Than anybody. I'm gonna say for selling sunset, you know, you, you really, you know, sharp clothes and beautiful homes. That's all the reason to watch it. The rest of this That's stuff it. is foolishness. That's it. That's it. Sharp clothes, beautiful homes. Oh, oh, I forgot and lovely cars. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, all superficial, but there, there you go. Sometimes you we go. like superficial. There you go. So okay. that's the beginning and the end of selling sunset. Okay, um, uh, so let's move on to our last show um of the week, uh, which is of course Married at First Sight, and oh my my my, my we, we, left, we, we, were, we had a cliffhanger, Shaq, my with your thoughts. What cliffhanger? Remember, we had a cliffhanger. You mean, from that, the, you mean the, week episode, the week before? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the week before. I was going to say, is there another one? Oh. There's two more episodes, but no cliffhangers. I don't uh, yeah. Well, Shaq, I guess he decided he, you know, he wants to do things as a bachelor. He wants to, <laughs> he wants to get his PhD. He's not quite finished with that, right? He had some no. other piece he had to do. To, yeah, I think he's wrapping it up or something because he thought he was going to graduate and it didn't work out. But anyway, uh, so he wants to, you know, he wants to hang out and be a bachelor for a bit longer uh, for whatever reason. I didn't get a real clear reason, but I think he just isn't, you know, you got to be ready, willing and able. So he's not you have to be all three of those things to get married. You you kind of called Shaq out, you know, early on. Um, I didn't really understand where you were coming from when you called him out, but I see where you're coming from and the fact that he is not who he uh, presented himself to be early on. And uh, I, I he just, was, he was, ve- you know, you know what, what mm-hmm. really keyed me into it? Cause it was such an, in- although sometimes we are inconsistent, it was such an inconsistency in how he leads his life. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's no little shrinking violet. You know, he is out there, he knows people, he likes to dress, he likes to dance and party and mm-hmm. everything. He is in no way reclusive or any of that. Yeah. What would make you think this man hasn't met some of all kinds of people, right. you know, at this stage of the game? I mean, he's a young man, but I'm saying the way his lifestyle is, mm-hmm. you know, the way he carries himself. What would make you think that he would be okay, that he would be okay with this woman treating him the way she did in the very beginning, publicly humiliating him. Uh-uh, he's a public person. He's that person, okay? If he was a different kind of person, mm-hmm. you know? But what would make you think that a man who would care, no matter what he said his insecurities are, is what you do, not what you say. He carries himself, he is out there. He is, he is you know, presents in a confident way overall, no matter his insecurities, what would make you think he would be okay with her publicly humiliating him? And even if she humiliated him in private, she publicly humiliated him from day one at the altar when she wouldn't kiss him. Okay. And, and some of the worst of them kiss each other. Not, not I'm just telling you what okay, I saw I, in I, him. I got I'm you. Telling, I'm telling got you. you. And then, and then he was like, well, I understand, but it's okay. But then he said something else that was very revealing. Mm-hmm. He said, I know it's more than what she says it is, the reason why she won't kiss me. You know, he was giving you something right there. So that meant if you knew it was more than that, you meant that it was insulting and humiliating and you understood it that way. Okay, so... Now, for whatever her reason was, 
this is how it reflected on him. So, Ma, if you it feel... It was a rejection. It listen, was a reject. Listen, so, I okay. knew that he was... I knew that he was not good with that. He was not as good with that as he pretended well, to be. But, but I, I always feel... I always felt when that he, you defended him too much. I always felt well, you defended well, him too much because you know, Kirsten you know, I, started you know, off in the beginning, but she didn't continue on that way. Well, toward the end, he became more and more uh, annoying. Let's just put it that way. You know, toward the end, mm -hmm. in the beginning, in the beginning, I felt that uh, he didn't deserve the way Kirsten treated him because she was always dogging him in the beginning. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't think I have a man with a bald head. Ooh, nah, kissing is too much. Do you realize how rejected, how bad that is? What if somebody treated you like that in front of millions of people? You won't, you won't be happy. You know, sometimes we get away. We get I into got it, mom. But how but but all these he theories. had sex with her? They had sex and then, okay. he, and he then lasted that, it. Now, now that's when things change. That's when a 180 came. Okay. Now, now what you're saying is right. And, and then I started to see that he was letting come out what I thought it would be. Do he you think they ever even up? More. Do you think there was ever a point when they even up? Weird. Well, see, his, that's his that's the problem. See that. See that's her the problem. nastiness. Well, see, that's the whole the problem. That's the problem. When is when is it going to be? You think it's okay? I'm not there yet. You understand how? See, that's the whole problem when things like that happen. Back to run the world. She says to him, "Isn't that good enough?" And he's like, "No." She thought that was good enough. He did not. You, you understand? It's not. It, it, see, that's the whole problem. Okay. Because okay. she thought, well, I had sex with you now and everything, and you should be thrilled or you should be whatever, whatever the case. He's like, no. You still, to me, I feel like you're still defending Shaq. You're still on his side, no well, matter you, whatever. It, he, I, he, I don't think I'm defending him. You are, I think you all well, like, okay. Oh, well, well, you what point defending him mind, to me. Mind, and, to, why, and what point in your mind will you think? that Shaq needs to ease up on, on Kirsten. I think he needs not to be married to her. I think that's perfectly fine if he didn't want to marry her. Okay. that's. I, I, I don't think they should have gotten married. I, well, then that, well, and I don't know what was in is. Kirsten's mind that she thought that, that they should she be said, married. Yeah. But, see, but see, to me, then, then see, that was on her. See, that was on her. Because if you wanted to stay married with somebody and you had that attitude, why would you come out insulting them from the very beginning? Don't forget, they don't know you. They don't know you and those things are lasting. What is it that's so nasty about your personality and so uncompromising? You could have gave him a peck on the cheek or a quick peck on the lips. You mm -hmm. didn't have to start exchanging, you know, body you, fluids. You didn't have to tell them day. down. Right. You know, you well, anyhow, right, right, right. You know, and you know, so what is it that you find so repulsive about me and, and that is so nasty and uncompromising about you that you would Ma, do that. You still, and you, kept, you still are not okay. I'm not hearing I, anything I, that you I say. say. At you what point say what you, do you well, think that they're equal? Well, put at it this way. Ma, you at, say it's even. You say it's what even. What point? I didn't but, say that. At what point do you feel as though that, that Kirsten has earned some type of grace where she has tried to do better and Shaq is now on the you know is going too far and then there wasn't then there wasn't that's not all she did though that's not all she did 
See, okay. you diminishing. I feel like you, you, I feel like you're minimizing the things that she did. Okay. She also didn't want to introduce him to his father. And you heard what she to said. her father. And she, and she blew the father up like he was, uh, you know, had, uh, who, a Robert Smith or, or whoever, you know, a Warren Buffett or somebody, you know, she had him sounding like he was a whatever and showing Shaq a, a million and something dollar home. And this man is still trying to get a PhD degree. You know, and uh, I, I didn't know. No, no I, you okay, know. so like I said, you whatever all this time I stand by you, you were can on stand Shaq's by side. Anything you, want. you were on you, Shaq's side. Well, and wait I, a minute. And I think well, wait a minute. Not, I'm not on right. either one of their side. I you think are. You don't give. You, where was Shaq? Wrong? I'm not giving. I'm Shaq, not giving. Where was Shaq wrong? Man? Shaq was dead wrong when uh, right after they got married. He wanted he needed to do something pertaining to school. And instead of spending the first night in Jamaica, he went over to wherever his school was or whatever. And he asked her to come with him. And she went. Now, I would not have gone. And I felt that he was wrong to even ask her to go. I felt that he should have said, look, I have to take care of this at school and you go ahead on over to the honeymoon spot and I'll meet you over there tomorrow. Or the next week, whatever it was. I think he was dead wrong with that. I think he was wrong and I think he was selfish. That's an endeavor he started on before he got with her. It has nothing to do with her. And he knew what the schedule was going to be. I think he was very selfish there. And I think he was very selfish later on when he mentioned again about, oh, I wanted you here and you didn't come. I saw him walk in the house and walk past her like she was a dog and not even speak to her at all. I don't know if they had had an argument, but I thought that was very wrong. I don't I don't remember if she said hello or not, but she was there more welcoming than he was for sure. She had okay. a better attitude than him for sure. Okay. Uh, a lot of times I thought he was wrong. Okay, I just, But that I, all still boils down to, to me, they shouldn't have got married. And I don't know why she said yes, except that she thought he would be a good provider. I don't see any other reason. Well, she, I mean, yeah. I agree with you on that, Ma. I, I think that Kirsten started the ball running. I think he was wrong. I think he was wrong plenty of times. But I, and, and, and I, I also don't think they should have gotten he, married. But I think he never forgave her for the no. beginning. That's what I think. I believe that. In fact, I've seen it in real life too many times. Ma, I'm not oh. going to go in too far because we still have two more episodes okay. on the first sight. But did you want to? Did you want to? Did you want to say anything about Nicole before we go? Yeah, oh, Nicole was out of pocket. You didn't have that on the out of pocket segment, but Nicole was out of pocket completely and totally when she was playing matchmaker. When she was playing matchmaker for McKinley and Gina, she was totally out of pocket. It was totally disrespectful to Clint. No matter what went down with them, it's brand new. It's fresh. They were as a couple on the show. And not only was that not her place, that was inconsiderate. If the situation had been reversed, if somebody would have tried to do that with Chris, oh, she would have threw 50 fits. She would have mm -hmm. turned the whole show out with her big mouth and all her drama. She would have turned it out. And she would have had nasty words for anybody and everybody involved in it. She was dead wrong. And she's another one who needs to be asking herself, hmm, wonder why this man don't want to open no joint account with me of mm -hmm. any sort. Mm -hmm. Why he's telling me to use Venmo and Zell to send money <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of us having it one sort of account, whatever kind, together. Right. You know, she needs to be wor working on her own. You know, she needs okay. to be working on her own. 
So no, she was she was dead wrong with that. In the after party, she said that she was gonna um apologize to to uh, Clint. She should. She didn't say it easily. She didn't say it until after she got a lot of smoke for it. Right. She did. She didn't say it easily, but after they got on her, uh, you know, it was Jamel and and Shaq and and Aris, You know, they yeah, were all standing up for Clint after they all got on her. Then she said she would apologize. But okay, so that's it for me with Nicole. Three things that made you smile, ma. Oh, we're wrapping up already. Oh, the sun, the stars, and the moon. You yes, ma. I'm I'm sorry. Okay. Um, number one, uh, the Barbie trailer. I thought it looked cute. Um, number two, the possibility of the attorney general for Texas, Ken Paxson, getting impeached. It looks like they're getting serious with that. Getting uh, in what? Impeached. Impeached. Okay. I heard you. Um, and then finally, um, Halle Bailey and the Little Mermaid. I was really proud of her. I thought she did a good job, an excellent good job. job. Oh yeah. Ma, is there anything that you want to say before you go? Yes. I want to tell We're everyone to already good. Man. I want to tell everyone to stay safe, drink in moderation. And if you happen to overdrink, take an Uber or spend the night. Or okay? Lyft. And, yeah, or, or Lyft. Mm-hmm. Well, I call them all generically Uber, but I like Lyft better. But, yeah. Well, yeah, or take a Lyft, mm-hmm. get a Lyft, whatever you do. Do not get behind that steering wheel, okay? Do not drive drunk, okay? The life you save may be mine, okay? No drunk driving, all right? So stay safe and stay woke. Okay, guys, um, thanks for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Of course, always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Bambushi Happy Hour and also at All Things Bijou. Guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, All Things Peju, which is the home of the Bambushi Happy Hour. We have two episodes airing tonight. We both, you probably listen to this at midnight. We have a midnight episode and we have our 7 p.m. episode where we have a special guest, um, you know, who you'll love, I'm sure. Um, Guys, uh, we also have our uh, Bambushi Happy Hour book club. So make sure that you are tuning in uh, to our next episode so we can discuss Mika in real life. Mika in real life. And other other than that, um, I think we're good to go, Ma. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, Everyone be safe. Have a wonderful holiday weekend. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.